All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, we're back here uh, starting a new series. We did say that we were going to start Loki this week, but we decided since this was perfect timing, since the Black Widow movie just came out, that we would just do a switcheroo. We're going to do Loki next episode. Yeah. Uh, and this week is going to be all about the uh, Black Widow movie, since, we, like I mentioned, that just came out on uh, Disney Plus and in theaters, I suppose. Are we splitting Loki, or are we doing that for one episode? Uh, we could probably do that for one episode. Okay. Because um, it's not that long of a show and it's only a 12-issue comic like this one was. Gotcha. So I think we can do that. Yeah, that'd be doable. Um, but the plan for today is we are reading um, Black Widow by Mark Wade and Chris Samney and Colors by Matthew Wilson. That's what we're reading today. Uh, it's a pretty famous, pretty well-known um, Black Widow story. I mean, what, they even, they, what year was this? This was 2000-something. Uh, Let me look. <laughs> 2016. Okay, so yeah, pretty recent. Yeah, relatively recent. Um, they reference a couple things like from like, like there's a lot of things from the MCU that spilled into the comics and like, yeah, a lot I, of that comes through in this. Uh, yeah, I caught a few of those. Well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's around that time when all that synergy stuff was happening, but happening, but, um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's one of those books where like, it's one of the most commonly recommended Black Widow books. It's what we started with this one. They even thank Mark Wade and Chris Samney in the credits for Black Widow. Oh, among really? a bunch of other writers and artists, but, okay. um, this is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. After finishing this having watched the movie first it definitely saw a lot of glimpses of like things that they drew from for the movie oh totally um but yeah that's, so that's our plan is to do that uh this week and then like i said next week i think we can do loki in all one episode that loki show is now finished um and then next week we're going to be reading uh al ewing's agents of asgard which is a 12 issue story i believe it's 12 issues maybe i'm wrong is it longer you, if it's longer you, than that, you'd be then, the one to know. No, you have to answer this for me. I'm asking you. <laughs> just a trick question. <laughs> um, but regardless, I, I think it might be longer. I might be making a mistake. But we're, we'll be a couple of arcs of it at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, but it's a pretty good fucking comic with some really good art. I'm excited to get to that one. Uh, and it's decent because the Loki show, actually, I was really low on it for the first couple episodes, but they tied it all together kind of in the end, and it became very interesting. Okay. Um, That's good to hear, at least. Yeah, it's it has the same I've, problem. I've kind of been dreading having to start that. I haven't even started it, so I've been yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a couple weeks The first three episodes, I think, are kind of a drag, but then once they introduce like a certain character, it gets much better. Okay. Um, It's kind of like a lot of these Marvel shows kind of feel like they should have been movies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, or, like, build-ups to movies. Right, because they all just have so many episodes where it's like, this is padding, nothing's yep. happening, this is boring. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, it, they all clear, clearly seem like movie ideas that for some reason all ended up being, like, eight hours long. Yeah. Uh, so you get a lot of... It's kind of sad that that's definitely what the future trend is going to be for a while. Yeah. Because, like, the Loki show especially feels like it, if they had just cut out a lot of parts in the beginning, they could have easily gotten all the stuff they wanted to out and done a lot of more cool things with it. Okay. Um, and I felt the same way about Wanda and uh, the Vision show. Yeah. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier had a lot of problems going for it. Mm -hmm. um, it's I'm um, waiting for one of these shows to really impress me. Yeah. But it's, it out of the three, yet. though, Falcon and Winter Soldier definitely could have been the easiest to make into, like, a feature-length movie. Oh, yeah. That one would have been so Because that, that was basically a movie with a bunch of filler in it. Yeah. And, and, like, that show was, like, well-filmed, but, like, yeah. it just, like, had, like, this problem where, like, they wanted to have a message, but then they were toothless about it. Exactly. And then all this bullshit. So, like, yeah. that That's where we ended up. Hopefully this uh, trend of having these shows come out and just be trailers for upcoming movies doesn't yep. keep happening. Because I'll tell you, that's how they end Loki, too. The final yeah, finale is just set up for future movies. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great one because it's got Jonathan. I don't want to spoil it. I, I already know it. But yeah. yeah. It's, it's, okay, hold on. Pause it. <laughs> it's got Jonathan Majors in it playing yeah. uh, Immortus, so it's pretty. I mean, everyone already but, knew that, right? Um, maybe. 
Um, I know he had been confirmed cast in uh, Ant Man and in uh, some other movie. Eternals, I, I think. Eternals, probably. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but Jonathan Majors fucking killed it, so they kind of got me excited about the MCU again. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, the next couple movies are going to be Doctor Strange and uh, Spider Man. So I don't know. I've I'm kind of ner- in- nervous about that Spider-Man movie. Oh, I'm very nervous about that <laughs> Spider-Man movie. I, I have a feeling. Did you see be- like the magic spider suit thing? Huh? They, I, I don't know if it was Marvel or I think it was Marvel, but they released like some concept art of like one of the new spider suits, and it's supposed to be like a magic suit. I mean, Whatever I don't that hate means. that inherently, but <laughs> I, yeah, I got to see what it looks like, I guess. I don't know. It just seems like they're trying to go like way outside of left field. Yeah. With, I mean, I guess because are they going to be tying that in with uh, Doctor Strange? Almost certainly. There's then, something yeah. that happens in Loki that seems like it's directly tying those two, like setting up those two movies. Okay. Then they're that, that they're both like multiverse movies. Gotcha. So, so that tracks. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what how that goes. I mean, Doctor Strange, I feel like I have a little more faith for because A, it's a Sam Raimi movie. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, wait, Sam Raimi's doing Doctor Do- Strange. Yep, he he's the one who took over for the dude who left. Yep. Okay. See, I got kind of down on it after the dude left because, like, he originally wanted it to be more of like a horror movie. Yeah. So it won't be that, but yeah, it still might be. At good. least it's Sam Raimi. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll honestly take and that. Honestly, Sam Raimi might try to sneak some horror stuff in there. He likes. Oh, to do absolutely. That. Yeah. I mean, he didn't uh, even like his Spider-Man too. Like a right. lot, there are a lot of horror elements in that. So. Um, I, I hope both of them are good, but I've got a little more faith in Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. Just because I'm worried Spider Man's just going to be like, look, it's me, guys. I know. Hey, that's... look over there. Look, it's me, guys. It's going to be like Space Jam 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> just going to be just clips from all the LeBron different Spider Man's there. <laughs> <laughs> He's the other Spider Man. Oh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, that that's what the uh, the docket holds for us. Assume we're gonna do an episode of Loki and then take a break from some Marvel stuff for a while uh, until I guess Loki or not Loki until I guess uh, Hawkeye comes out. I guess that's the next thing. There's Suicide Squad. In oh, August. Suicide Squad. That's yeah. right. We do have that. That, that one uh, might that be one good, will probably actually, be decent. But we'll see. But the plan for now is to, like I mentioned, read Black Widow number one through twelve. Creative team on this: writer Mark Wade. Uh, Inker, it says, Chris Samney, colorist, Matthew Wilson, and uh, that's it. Oh, letters by VC's Joe Caramanga. Sorry, letterers. <laughs> you got snubbed. You weren't on the cover. I had to turn the page. <laughs> that's not my fault. That's Marvel. You take it up with them. Um, but this book is, if I had to like kind of just sum it up, it's kind of like a 12-issue story. It's a very brisk read yeah. because it's a lot of action. I mean, the story here, I'll be honest, it, it, there's not much going on. No. Um, but it's a, a really, really, really good art, like, art book, though. Chris Samney just fucking kills every page on this book. Yeah, as far as like action sequences goes, it's some of the best I've seen. Like the art style is definitely different. I don't. It's. A, I don't want to say like minimalistic, but it's not as detailed as like others. But the way he like flows panels as uh, as far as action sequences go, like are really smooth. Oh, totally. Yeah, Chris Samney's really good at just like kind of showing uh, progressions of like you mentioned action, which makes him great on a book like this. Yeah, he should do a Star Wars. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would love that. Um, Clean up those lightsaber battles. Yeah, we need some, we need some better lightsaber battles, <laughs> Samney. We need you. Um, but it, like one of the, uh, the well, I mean, I'll set up the story briefly here, just so we can talk about where the arc takes place. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Black Widow is uh, set up like there's a, a Russian spy. Um, um, there's a Russian spy who has dirt on Natasha and basically blackmails her into saying like I have all this stuff from like back in the day and we don't know what it is right away. Um, saying that he's gonna re- release this unless she teams up with him and goes after Shield for a couple missions he wants her to do. 
Yeah, his name is the Weeping Lion. The Weeping Lion. That's why I forgot. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's cool. super lame. Yeah. Well, and we find out later it is like a name that come up, come uh, a kid came up with. So it's like yeah. supposed to sound like a cheesy superhero name, and like yeah. the guy doesn't even want to do it really. Exactly. Yeah, he's kind of just more his puppet. Right. Um, so we start out kind of in the middle of this story where Natasha's like already on the run. So it starts out like in the middle of a shield office where I'm guessing Natasha found out like what was happening and then like had to break out. Um, one of the most iconic pages on here is uh, when uh, Natasha like jumps out of the building of the shield helicarrier here. And uh, it's like the explosion from outside and then it's drawn like her like tuck and rolling and then like flying out of it with like the fire behind her. Um, they even kind of tried to make reference to this shot in the Black Widow movie, oh, but really? they fucked it up because they put the camera behind her, which oh, kills I'm, the shot. Yep, yep. It ruins the shot. I thought I for sure that. they were going to do it like this, where because you, you, you all you got to do is start outside, calm building, and then boom, and then her flying out, and then close up and whoosh. Yeah, that would have been a lot like yeah, if you're going to reference and it, better. Yeah, from behind that doesn't work. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be from the front. Um, but it is a cool uh, art direction, too, to have it, like, have the explosion happen, have her jump out, because they dr- make this uh, kind of look like an office building. So when they show it at first, it looks just like a skyscraper, just like a regular office building. Yeah. But then they turn the page with, like, the spread page, and, like, you're, oh, no, she's on a helicarrier. Yeah. And, like, she's just, like, free-falling into, like, New York City. Um, the one problem, I, and the reason why I, I, I like don't have that much to say about the story in this one is because I feel like the the villain is a little disappointing, um, because her whole hook is like, because just to explain basically where the rest of this plot's gonna go uh, in broad strokes, Natasha is being kind of like uh, blackmailed and like hunted by uh, another assassin who she grew up with in the Red Room, one who like kind of feels like Natasha was like the best, and she's super jealous of like Natasha's abilities. Um, like, oh, the big superhero thinks she's so tough. I'm gonna prove I'm the best one. Yeah. Um, which basically just turns it into like a big like ego thing, which is her main motivation, which yeah. is like a little weak. It's just her being jealous and wanting to like be better than her. Yeah. <laughs> which is basically what it amounts to. And then because yeah, the headmistress and like the Red Room stuff is that things that have been established before is the red room kinda... oh yeah that, that's her whole origin is like the red okay. room uh, they went over that in the movie too that's and like... like the head mistress is that like an established person? i believe so i don't know okay. for sure but that, i mean that much i buy like the head mistress was interesting yeah but then definitely. they kind of play her as just like this like dying like she barely even matters in this story yeah and the way that she kind of goes out because it turns out the weeping lion like the big like assassin quote-unquote dude is just like the actual weeping lion's cousin who like is horribly kind of uh hurt from an yeah, attack and he's like a powerful the- psychic yeah yeah because the actual one is a powerful psychic who kind of uses like the big guy to like do get his stuff done right because like when natasha was young her first training mission was to like kill his cousin and like her, her uncle or whatever and he was in the car at the same the time. one survivor yeah yeah so then he, this is like his big revenge plot, which kind of is interesting as it goes along. But then, yeah. So then he's the psychic and the headmistress is just like, oh, I can't let this information get out. Uh-huh. She just kills herself. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, oh. I guess that's where that went. Yeah. Sure. Um, so then, yeah. Then the uh, the jealous girl then becomes. Like the kid's psychic was like a little more interesting, but I guess you got to have like a Red Room assassin to like fight Natasha because like the kid's not going to do it, obviously. And the exactly, Weeping Lion yeah. was just like a, uh, like a stooge. Yeah. Because I mean, the, um, through the bulk of this, uh, the psychic dude is basically or the white weeping lion is just kind of tagging along with uh natasha like kind of helping her out and then just like getting information on like the and they do side. set that up well because they have like a couple scenes where like he'll kill like kill someone and then you'll see him like crying and then you'll be like, at first you're just like oh he's the weeping lion get yeah, it yeah. <laughs> um, but then it does later actually like tie in like oh no he doesn't want to be doing this yeah yeah um so it actually made that less cringy on the on the reread because <laughs> <laughs> at first i was like oh the weeping lion he cries <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was kind of endearing for a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, when it ends up that it actually like makes sense, he's not just doing it for like a showy reason though. That made, I like that better. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, and then the um, there's a very strange part too where I was worried that you were gonna get confused at like the were you confused at the part where they go to the moon and talk to Nick Fury? Uh, yeah, that was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, oh, you need to talk to Nick Fury. I was like, oh, they're going to go to some, like, weird, like, yeah, like, or, like, some super out of, like, in the country town where he's, like, undercover incognito. It's like, nope, we're going to the moon where he's, like, an eternal being. (laughs) It's like, wait, Nick Fury? Like, oh, he's hiding on the moon? Okay, that's pretty sci-fi. That's interesting. Oh, wait, what the fuck? Who the hell is this guy walking around in, like, wooden chains? Broad strokes. Uh, Oh, man. He, it's a long story. It was a, a... Part of uh, Jason Aaron's Thor run, okay. where like there was this whole murder mystery of who killed the Watcher. <laughs> so this was a Jason Aaron uh, creation. Yeah. That's kind of um, awesome. So because you remember from reading X Men, the Watcher like lives on the moon. Oh yeah. Um, yep. The Watcher like got murdered, and it became like a murder mystery, like who killed the Watcher. Okay. Um, and long story short, at the end, Thor couldn't lift his hammer. Nick Fury became the Watcher, and now he's stuck on the moon in chains. He's the new Watcher. Um, uh, and where's the hammer? Uh, well, that's that's part of Thor. Jane Foster has it. That starts the oh, Jane Foster oh, gotcha. project. That's like the big turning point. Where oh, I thought Nick Fury was like uh, involved with that. It was part of the same story, but that's just, gotcha. it happened simultaneously. Okay. Um, so did everyone just think he's like dead or like went missing? Honestly, everyone seems to know that he's up on the moon and that he's the Watcher. It seems like <laughs> it comes up in a lot of books. People are just like, "Hey, let's go talk to Nick Fury." Everyone's just like, <laughs> n- no one thinks about the ramifications of that. No, and usually like it works out fine. He's just like he doesn't talk, so he'll just like write something in the sand. Yeah, because like, he ends up just leaving him a little message. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, I am the Watcher. I cannot participate. I can only watch. Yeah, unless you read this little note I wrote. <laughs> oh, but it's a uh, kind of uh, cryptic. So who knows? What it like means. you're cheating more than the last watcher did. Like, I am not allowed to interfere <laughs> except for literally every story ever. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah, he ends up just leaving him a message that is like uh the word Russian or the word friendship in Russian. Yeah. It's just like, oh thanks. Yeah, weird. Um but there are some uh, some cool side characters. I liked Yosef. Um like yeah. the the like uh Ukrainian guy who's like her like hideout, he just like hunts in the woods and has a cabin that she lays low in sometimes. Yeah, he kinda gets done dirty, but he does, but it, which it, is it was kind of to be expected. Um the Winter Soldier shows up for a kind of unnecessary cameo. Yeah. Um, I mean he takes her to the moon. Yeah, that's for, true. To see Nick Fury. But I mean Because like yeah, because his whole like uh reason for being there initially we think is just that he's like spying on her out of like a either I mean, I don't know any backstory, but either out of a weird like uh like lover thing or but then it ends up him being like oh well also i kind of need you to see nick fury yeah because they are kind of like uh they did like work together for a certain point that's yeah i think that's kind of what i got what i'm trying to figure out right now because we haven't talked about that iron man issue yet of this uh this was number that was issue number (laughs) five yeah that kind of came out of nowhere too i was looking up just now to see which came first this comic or the movie captain america civil war because it seems like they took an exact plot point from that movie, but I don't know what came first. Because like they send uh, Iron Man after Natasha, uh, after, because Natasha like um, in her past like took out someone important to Tony Stark. It was like the scientist who was like with them in the cave. That yeah, that built the, the first armor. Iron yeah. Man suit. Yeah, um, which is like the same twist that Captain America: Civil War has with Bucky at the end of that movie, where it's like you killed my mom. Because that's what I thought too. And okay, they so both Civil- came out in 2016. Yeah. But the movie came out, like, in 2016. Hold on. So I'll look up the exact date. But Mark, wait. I don't mean to call you out, but I might. In a but, minute. I mean, the script would have had to have come out in, like... But we're talking about issue five, so that's five months later. And also... But he probably wrote the script months before that. 
But did he have any, like, communication with whoever wrote Civil War? Probably, no, almost certainly not. Okay. Then, yeah, then I think it would have came before. It came out May 6th in the United States. It's close. It's very close. <laughs> I think, I, I'm not going to, no, I think it was a happy coincidence. I think it just ended up that way. Okay. But literally, it's the same exact story. Because initially, when, when they were building that up in the comic, I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, oh, it was Natasha instead that killed Tony's parents back in the day. Like, that's what instead, I thought they were going. That's exactly what it, I yeah. thought too. And it's like, oh, never mind. It, yeah, I thought that too. But no, it's like, it's like, oh no, it was my the person who helped me make my Iron Man armor. Yeah, I'm like, he, really? That's the most important NPC we could reach for here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at first it was like, oh, oh wait, but like he ends up just like finding her, and then they kind of get in a screaming match for like a couple seconds, and I, then they just kind of like get over it. It is kind of funny because it feels like they had an idea for that story, and then they probably went up to the uh, the Marvel executives like, what character can we use for this? Like Natasha was responsible for killing someone really important to another Avenger. Yeah, who, who can we use? <laughs> could it be like any of these important? characters like uh what about like that one scientist from like issue one of iron man like oh people aren't really gonna care about this this is a black widow book i mean that's pretty random yeah yeah that's the best you got sorry yep <laughs> yeah it's probably a low uh limited barrel like there's been a million stories about tony's parents we can't go there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plus it's about to happen in a movie yeah <laughs> But I don't really like the way that Tony's written in that issue. But then again, I don't really like Tony Stark at all. So yeah, like, it's kind of on character, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's kind of an asshole the whole issue. Yeah, he's just kind of a rich douchebag. What, like, what a dick. He knows that Natasha was like brainwashed and he's still like, you did it, didn't you? Like grabbing her <laughs> arm and shit. Right? I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, have, I get it. Like, it's a rough spot. But like, you don't have, like actually have to raise your voice and shit. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he's like, hey, you want to go to Paris with me? It's like, dude, you're a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I hate Tony Stark, so I don't care so like it's fine but also i was like i don't know I don't yeah like it's on brand for the character yeah I guess, definitely so i mean it's just whatever oh yes going back to the watcher speaking of that character i was like oh i think this character is pretty interesting like the the one like the psychic kid who wants revenge yeah he tries to read the watcher's mind oh yeah because he's a psychic and yep. literally his fucking head explodes just <laughs> explodes in his helmet like, just like it was gruesome i was yeah, like oh shit it's just soup in his helmet yeah it literally it was like something out of a horror movie where it's just like a spacesuit and all of a sudden it's looks like red plastered inside of his helmet. I was yeah. like, oh, God. Uh, I guess that's how that character goes. They were kind of building him up this whole story. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and then... And that's how he dies? Yeah, and then the weeping lion gets a kiss from... Uh, God, what is the other... I only remember her name as Recluse, because that's what Natasha that, calls her. That, I think that was her name. That was, like, her code name, I think. It was Recluse? I, I thought so. that was just, like, her, like, pet name that well, Natasha I think she. Her. I don't think that's her literal name, but that's, like, her, instead of Black Widow, I think it was Recluse. Oh, like Recluse, a, a Recluse Spider. spider yeah. I was thinking, like, she just called her Recluse, because she never, like, she just stayed inside all the time and, like, didn't go on oh, missions. Oh, I mean, maybe that's too. And then, but, yeah, Recluse Spider, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so she gives him the kiss of death, and then that's that for that those two characters. Yeah. So... That's what I mean is, like, rereading this, I kind of noticed, because I knew the art was going to be good, and I, I yeah, enjoyed that on the definitely. Reread. The art definitely carried. Oh, yeah, because that's why people talk about this book, is because of Chris Samney, because Chris Samney, like, doesn't do enough comics for, like, the ones he does are, like, rare that I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Does he just, does he not get offered a lot of work, or does it, he just not, not do a lot of work? Stuff. I think he does oh, indie stuff mostly, gotcha. no? That's not bad. Yeah, and plus art is hard, so it's like I'm never going to criticize someone's volume of art. 
Oh, God, no. But when it's out there, I'm going to be like, nom, 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 nom. Exactly. There is a pretty uh, cool sequence where, like, it's a bunch of, um, they send out, like, the new uh, Black Widow spies, like the kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at the White House. Because I thought this was, this Mark Wade, I'll give you this one because this one was pretty funny. Where, like, the kids, because there's multiple kids. I think there's only one. So they play that to their advantage. Yeah. And so at first, like, there's just, like, this little blonde girl. And she's like, um, I know all these facts about the White House. And Natasha's pretending to be, like, the White House, like, tour guide. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, how does a nine-year-old know this much about the White House? You're a spy, aren't you? Like, <laughs> getting in her face, and she's like, I'm sorry. I just studied. Right, like this is out of like a scary movie. And Natasha's like, oh shit, I, I have I have no chill. Um, but then it turns out she was an assassin anyway, but it's still it was a still funny a funny moment. Oh, definitely. <laughs> just Natasha being like, What do you think, you little twerp? I'm sorry. <laughs> you love killing presidents, don't you? <laughs> what? what are you doing here? <laughs> Yeah, and then Natasha ends up talking one of them down, and then right on time, S.H.I.E.L.D. comes in blasting. Oh, yeah. As they do. Um, and the final couple issues of this, like, the sequences are pretty cool. It's, like, Natasha going against, like, the six other, uh, like, young assassins. Um, eventually, they get drawn with, like, these just, like, uh, black suits with, like, red visors. And so it's, like, a pretty cool, like, a silhouette combat uh, when we go through that in the final two issues. The, t- the twist to beat them, I, I mean, it, it works story-wise. It's, like, a little anticlimactic because she basically just, like, convinces all of them to stop. Yeah, she's like, I'm trying to help these kids. You just want to use them as weapons. Like, we should let them make their own choice. And then they're just like, okay. I can't decide if I like that better <laughs> or worse than the way the movie did it where it was, like, magic spray. Yeah, they just kind of spritzed them. I think I like it better, but it's still weird how easy it is. Well, and I, I think the way that they handled it in the movie made it that much more worse because it's just like, oh, we somehow either by... they might have hashed it out I don't remember but like we somehow managed to brainwash them and then we control it all by iPad and it's like oh great (laughs) iPad control this looks so cool why didn't they just hack the iPads yeah right that would have been way easier (laughs) yeah it's there's a lot of problems breaking into the sky base forget that (laughs) so yeah it is hard to know honestly which one I prefer more but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's like one solution too, which I thought was like cl- too clever for its own good, where like, they're like Natasha, these uh, these uh, girls will work until the, the clock hits midnight. Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> when the clock hits midnight, you're toast. <laughs> and Natasha's like, who oh, you fool? You fucking idiot. You and pointed then, out the exact clock that they're watching. It shoots the <laughs> clock so the mid- hand doesn't hit the 12. I'm like, that's so stupid. Yep. Like, <laughs> These tr- assassins, like in the modern age, trained for like all expert toppling empires. Yeah, because the whole idea is like they're supposed to they all don't turn the- semantics. Well, yeah, and they're supposed to all know to turn the key at the same time. But like, if they're watching a countdown and like the clock goes off, like they could pretty much in their head count that final second and just turn the key. They don't know that she meant midnight. When yeah, the clock stops. Like, like, oh, only when that hand gets to what the twelve. Useless assassins. Oh man, yeah, it's it's a rough. Don't fool them with word puzzles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They got the old devil's bargain there. Yeah, so, like, and again, the art here is fucking amazing. A, literally A-plus art. Like, S-tier art we're getting Oh, In almost every, every page. That's why this book holds up so well. Like, why it's still, like, a, a recommended book, even though I'm like, the word balloons really don't matter. Just read the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... And it's, it's, it's cool to see, honestly, it's cool to see an example of a book like this, because we talk about a lot of books sometimes where it's carried by the writing and the art, and we're like, ugh, yeah. like, I don't like the art. This is the opposite for me, at least. I'm yeah, speaking definitely. to myself. Um, where I'm like, this book is awesome because of one reason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and sometimes that's all it needs. That's fair, yeah. You, I, the, he made, uh, Chris Samney made the book just as much as Mark Wade did and carried it all the way, so. Yeah, m- maybe I'm just kind of drawing the 
parallels of red haired uh, assassins, but um, like that kind of reminded me of like Electra, where like the art is fantastic and the story is like just kind of okay. Oh yeah, totally. That Electra book we read. Yeah, mm. it's like yeah. It, it sometimes all you need is great art to like carry a book. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of great art, we're gonna get to a um, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is high art. That's a segue. <laughs> Um, that was a curse segue. <laughs> Good lord. Um, but yes, uh, so the other day we did uh, go on Disney Plus and give Mickey Mouse 30 of our dollars. Uh, and for that we were rewarded with... I mean, at least we split it between a few people. Well, we did, but I mean, we still <laughs> did it. Yeah. Um, and we were rewarded with a Black Widow movie, which we had uh, planned to do last year in April. But here it is. Um, I remember writing that in my schedule back when I was working in the office, uh, right. not working from home. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've talked about it for a little bit, but very strange timing on this movie. I mean, not because of COVID, like even when it was slated to be released. Oh, yeah. Very strange timing. Well, because all this basically it came down to was that Scarlett Johansson was under contract for one more movie. So right. they had to pump it out. So it's like, what? like if you're going to kill her, like you should have had her live through Endgame and then have this be your final movie where, oh no, tragic. Yeah. You know, you could have told a bunch better story with that instead of having her die in Endgame where like there's no time yeah. to slow anything down. So it's like, she's dead. Let's move on. <laughs> we got to do time travel. Let's go. Yeah. And then just kind of retcon her into like an old story that still kind of fits alongside of what had already happened. Right. So yeah, it just kind of. Something you don't really need. Um, but yeah, so just very strange timing. Not that it like would stop it from being a good movie. Like That's not uh, a bar. Like it, It's an obstacle you got to get through. It kind of kills the momentum a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. you still could have like stuck the landing and came out with a really good movie here. Um, I think this movie was pretty much uh, carried by Florence Pugh and David Harbour. Um, and oh, also absolutely. Rachel Wise. Um, I mean, I think I think they they killed it. Um, David Harbour did a good job. It's just like the comic relief kind of character. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. That that character design for Red Guardian was amazing. Having yeah, having like Karl Marx uh, tattooed on his on his left and right hand might have been one of the coolest things <laughs> ever done in the MCU. Right. <laughs> um, because they did a good job making him like this comic relief character, but then also like. He, he is kind of a piece of shit for the things he's done in his life, and yeah. they, they don't they ignore that. Like, they don't have any kind of redemption arc, really, for him. Like, no. they do a little bit. They have some humanizing scenes, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't ever have a moment where it's like, we forgive you. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Like, like, that never happens. Yeah, he like, he's unequivocally that. a good guy. Right. Like, there's never, like, that moment of forgiveness because he hasn't earned it. Yeah. But yeah. they do still have, like, him be enough of a enjoyable character where you still kind of, like, like watching him. It's the perfect balance, I think. Definitely, yeah. Um, and then obviously Florence Pugh kills everything she's in. Like she's been killing it lately. Oh yeah. Um, and she does the same thing in this movie. She kind of plays like a much more like enjoyable, like charismatic Black Widow. <laughs> How maddening! Or like, I mean, it was more funny seeing like all the people on Twitter at the Black Widow, where it was like, oh, Florence Pugh is a star now. Like this movie is gonna launch her into like greatness. It's like you know Florence Pugh has been doing insane, like amazing work for years. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure because this is her first like mainstream movie. Well, I think or, Midsummer like... and Little Women already came out. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's she been doing like shit forever. For an Oscar for that. Yeah. yeah, but like all like the only like the diehard MCU fans yeah. are like now that she's in the MCU, <laughs> now it's that official. Now that she's finally a Marvel <laughs> yeah. character, she's finally made it. It says that Olga Karolinko was in this movie. Who was she? Uh, oh, she was Taskmaster. Holy shit! I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. So yeah, because the the main bad Mickey, like the dude who controls all the widows like from his ipad but is that like an actual character from the comics uh i mean i don't know if that's the same character by name but there's always like a big head of the black like the red room who needs yeah. to be taken out it's, it's it might as well be a character 
But yeah, I just think uh, Florence Pugh kind of like gave off like vibes of a much more enjoyable protagonist to follow. So I'm kind of glad that they're kind of setting her up to be the new Black Widow moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it might kind of suck that her next thing might have to be that Hawkeye show. The Hawkeye but. show, I mean, uh, if you just forget for a second that Jeremy Renner is in it, and I, I know, I know. It's hard to get past. It really is. <laughs> but, like, uh, Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop, yeah. and now we might have uh, Florence Pugh in that show, which That's would be like, a huge step up from what we were expecting. Yeah, who I'm sure will, will probably be a antagonist, yeah. like, then fused a protagonist. I mean, we're also we'll going to have that Captain America dude in it, but whatever. We won't talk oh, about that Oh, that's right, yet. yeah. <laughs> pro- I well, hope maybe they- Florence Pugh will kick his ass. Oh, I'm really worried. I, or I, no, I, yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. But it depends on who's making that show. I don't know if they're going to try to play him up like this, like, uh, misunderstood hero. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know that, what That character is very dangerous in the wrong hands. <laughs> Does anyone know what the hell her character is supposed to be? Uh, Julie uh, Louis-Dreyfus' yeah. character? I don't know. I'm guessing she's just some behind-the-scenes Hydra person or whatever. Because it just seems like... I it's... know she's a character in the comics. I just don't know her myself, so uh, someone can fill us in on Twitter. Because the vibe I'm getting is just like a weird, like, edgy, like, uh, Amanda Waller-type character where, like, she's assembling, That's, like, yeah, a team of, like, like misfits. Like, I feel like <laughs> this is going to be, like, a knockoff Suicide Squad, and it seems like a horrible idea. I mean, maybe they're doing <laughs> Thunderbolts? I don't know what that is. That's basically uh, Marvel Suicide okay. Squad. But I mean, usually Marvel, uh, usually Thunderbolts has some heavier hitters like Venom and like oh, okay. uh, Electra and, and shit like that. Gotcha. I don't well, think they can't that use Venom. So, uh, or can they? No, they won't. <laughs> no. Well, we do get our first mutant in this. That's that's true. Damn. We get uh, Ursa Major, canonically a mutant. He gets kind of bodied, but <laughs> he does. But that is the first mutant we have in the MCU. The foot's in the door. Yeah, it might as well have been Cyclops for all I'm concerned. Just or maybe even if it's just that one big toe. Yep, it, it's in the door. Um, I think the, I mean, Taskmaster ended up being really boring. Like, yep. oh, the twist was like, oh, it was the the little girl who Natasha thought she killed, but now she's a twisted machine. I'm like, yeah, it's literally oh. just like another kind of mind-controlled widow that's just in a Taskmaster outfit. Yeah, he was just, I, I, or I, uh, she was in the movie just to be like this, like, badass, like, oh, I know all the moves, look yeah, at this. pretty much. Like, once you get past that, it's, like, not that cool. And they didn't even do a great job of showing that. Like, the no. shield is the only one that's, like, super obvious. The rest is just And they had, punchy. like, a scene of her pulling out, like, the... Uh, the Black Panther claws, which if they're not like if, if they're not vibranium, who vibranium? cares? Yeah, like, exactly. that's not a good idea to scratch people unless you have the strongest metal on Earth. Exactly. So yeah, they <laughs> just kind of scratchy, do... scratchy. <laughs> they just got to do random like Easter egg type shit like that. Yeah, it's just not interesting. And like, oh, he's using a bow and arrow. I'm like, is that that's not even cool? Like, cool when Hawkeye does it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would he even bother pull that out? Oh man, yeah, I don't know. It just was pretty lame for a lot of the like elements of it. I think it, I think it peaked honestly. The the time I was having the most fun in this movie was that prison break sequence. Oh yeah, because you started it out with because you get to see they they started out showing us um, uh, Red Guardian like in his like he in his American form like very like you know clean shaven like put together just like uh, business is business like let's go and like sharpshooter yeah. Uh, but then when they cut back to him, he's been in prison for a long time and mm-hmm. he's just like this like ridiculous man just like arm wrestling people <laughs> just covered in tats just wear like oh, a yeah. tank top that, that looks like it has been washed and, in a month so like seeing that transition mixed in with like honestly not bad kind of rescue sequence action kind of style yeah thing. that part was probably one of the top highlights because like they set him free and then they have to rope in and try to rescue him out before the avalanche hits yeah pretty cool stakes pretty good visuals 
I'll take it. It was all right. Yeah. Um, but then after that was like the coolest action thing we got in like what I thought was going to be an action movie. Exactly. Um, because the final sequence is kind of lame where like they go to Cloud City. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay. Which is, yeah, the red, the, the red room ends up being on a weird Cloud City base yeah. that no one noticed. The whole third act, like I was I was with the movie for the first two acts because the, the first act is pretty cool getting the squad together. They had a cool, I, I actually liked the second act in the house because there were actually some good like moments with like a really good acting with, with, with like Rachel Wise and Florence Pugh with like, oh yeah, uh, like I thought we were a family. It was real to me. Like I know yeah. you were acting, but like fuck all you. Like yeah, I was that a part, kid. that part was kind of cool. Yeah, so like that part was like well written and like got some good character building in there. But like the third act, I I started to lose it. Yeah, because um, the whole setup was totally like everyone saw that coming. Where it, uh, where it's like oh, Rachel Weiser uh, like betrayed him and it's given him up to the Red Room. It's like yeah. no, this is just their secret plan to get in. And I'm so sick of this fucking face mask. Uh, oh, I was someone else. Twist. It's the laziest oh, fucking <laughs> twist. You can just pull it out whenever you want to. Yeah. And it's like, hoo hoo, we were clever the whole time. I'm like, yeah, because really, because you already had that kind of cop out with scrolls in like the few Captain America. And they movies. did it in Winter Soldier too. They've done it a million times. Exactly. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bad cop out. Um, and then, like, the the whole, like, pheromones being, like, smell was so, that was, uh, they could have done that well, but the way they did it was so, like, unintentionally funny. Yeah, because without even thinking about all the plot holes that go into that buildup where she already knew that that was a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, how that ends up being the actual twist is just so underwhelming and how she ends up. Like going through with ending that is even hilar- more hilarious. Like, why? I, I love the idea of like him having some kind of like fail safe. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh no, I you could never hurt me. I I was the one person you you can never kill. Yep. But why was the fail safe smell <laughs> so weird? It could have been any. It could have been a word. It could have been like a, a sound or a frequency. Because then the way to beat it is so ridiculously simple that you have to just assume he's an idiot. Yep. Because <laughs> then she and she does it in the best way possible by just face planning into his desk. It's like yeah, <laughs> duh. Like of course that's what you do. It's so just it's so easy. Oh man! And like and if that is what it is, why the hell would he tell her? And like, it, it doesn't matter because she already knew. Watching it, we figured it out instantly. It's like okay, if you can't just plug your nose, just like punch yourself, break your nose. Like yep. that's all it's gonna take. Yep. And then like we called it, and then they play it like this—the cleverest plan ever for like ten minutes. Where it's like <laughs> punch me. I bet you won't punch me. <laughs> I bet like, you can't do I, it. I get it. It's the nose. Okay. I yeah. Get it. Like you didn't even need him to do that. You could have just head slammed. Yep. Um. So it's like I I like the theme here. Like you want to like get have like the big fuck you. I'm in charge moment. Yeah. And like that's great. Like that'd be a great way to end it. But like, totally. the smell. Like you could have had it. Like she could have killed him like inadvertently or throughout some crazy other like way to do it like it's it, there's so many fucking ways you could uh, like approach that uh scenario i would just, just like, have that been just like, seems like the most boring you can't kill me and then just headbutt him <laughs> break your own nose through that because well, no i don't even think she could touch him oh you're right she yeah. probably couldn't have um but <laughs> smell Either why way, smell it's so boring why couldn't it have just been like brainwashing like oh we were brainwashed in the beginning to never attack us like i would buy it That's yeah like what, what there's, a sa- did. there's a safe word or a safe or a trigger sound because then you got to be really clever with how you do it yep yeah it's like, there's other clever ways to do it you know like take out the base from under him or something or whatever you know anything <laughs> break your nose on the desk and haha i got you really <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty boring um and like I get why it's there, but, like, the plot mechanic of all it takes to break this brainwashing is, like, the special spray. 
yeah, is pretty disappointing because like it when like it happened to Winter Soldier, like when he was brainwashed and like they came back and like having it be like this slow, gradual like healing felt Ex- earned. Absolutely, like, yeah. Because then it's scary. It's like I could always go back. Yeah, but when it's like the special spray, it's like what? Yeah, it's like and because it's supposed to be a drug that someone had just uh, synthesized, but it's like. Uh, who a who synthesized this and b like how if this was something that could have broken this kind of brainwashing then why are we dealing with like all this stuff with the Winter Soldier and all yeah. that it's yeah it definitely like devalues a lot of the trauma that uh, that Bucky went through <laughs> it's just like man you could have just taken a spritz yeah <laughs> uh, so like I mean it's fine I mean it's an action movie so by all means just explain something away with a plot exactly device, yeah but, like, at least they didn't have to spend more time on it precisely so if you want to just move past it and do more action stuff that's fine I just wish the best action sequence hadn't been thirty minutes into the movie yeah because i was really hoping they would have like spent a little time on making the just hand-to-hand fight scenes look good and really i think the only one that looked decent was the florence Pugh uh black widow fight scene where like they first meet up and yeah that one was pretty good and they don't know whether or not to like trust each other right away like that fight scene felt uh, pretty clean and not like super you would think this would be the movie where they like really focus on like you know just like having awesome like action sequences well choreographed like between like really good stunt actors yeah because if like if this movie you can't approach from like world building or like telling like if you're not like uh focused on telling a great story why not just go all out on the action right so, yeah. and it should at least be the action stuff i mean we they I, honestly all the emotional character stuff i have no i don't really have any complaints about that i think they oh no fine with all that stuff the uh as far as it goes with Florence Pugh and like uh david harbour like those characters yeah. i was, I was and all Rachel Weisz's character and i mean they i think they knew black widow's like character arc didn't matter so she kind of honestly th- barely does anything honestly though like she's kind of throwaway they very clearly knew that Florence Pugh either was going to be like the star of the movie or be she's the one that they're going to carry on it's to the who movie, so. it's definitely who they're promoting and i'm all with it because honestly great oh yeah which is kind of what made it funny where people were like oh florence few uh stole the show from scarlett johansson was like no like that's how they wanted it to be they wanted well, yeah. florence Pugh's character to be more interesting than black widow because she's gone after this honestly i'll take it that's an upgrade <laughs> oh definitely we, yeah. we got a better black widow now yep um so i mean hopefully make another black widow movie i mean i think i would love that like if it was like a modern uh florence Pugh led black widow movie yeah. and then bring back uh david harbour again as red guardian uh, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see if they actually bring that character back. Yeah, I, I mean, he's still around, right? Or did he die? I don't remember. No, as far as I, I, I believe know, he was still, still around. around yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully, I mean, uh, I think him and Rachel Wise are both uh, great characters. I'd like to see them come back at some point. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'd give this movie like, uh, I, like it's not bad. It's kind of in that like average MCU kind of border where like the Ant Man movies are. Yeah. Um, I give it like a six, maybe a five. Yeah, something like that. Like it's not the worst time you'll ever have, but it's also like it's not gonna not, it's not gonna be that memorable. No. Um, but it, watch if you're a Florence Pugh fan. I mean, watch it for that. Uh, yeah. Or if you just want to see uh, some Red Guardian antics. Um, pretty good for that. Uh, but that'll be it for our Black Widow coverage for uh, this week. Next week we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be talking about Loki um, once Eric finally watches that show. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about the uh, Al Ewing uh, Agent of Asgard run. Uh, as far as we can get into that book. Uh, and then after that, who knows? Uh, the world is wide open. We'll figure Probably out what we're doing. Well, we're then. doing that for at least one week, certainly. Yeah. Um, I honestly, we the, we ran into this last time we wanted to read, uh, or when we talked about the last Suicide Squad movie. There's not a lot of Suicide oh, Squad right, comics yeah. to read. There might be some newer Let's ones. Let's just do it. Is there a King Shark? <laughs> we could read the first appearance of King Shark. That's in Gail Simone's Secret Six. That might be close. Honestly, Secret Honestly, Six might be close enough. But why not? Who the hell's gonna? Who's gonna, who's gonna hey, tell you us? You read no. Secret Six instead of Suicide Squad? Uh, I don't care. Yeah, sue us. 
Uh, I mean, you might like the original Suicide Squad run because uh, Grant Morrison's on the team. Oh, really? Yeah, the, like the character from Animal Man. Oh, no way, really? Yeah, like they, uh, Grant oh, wait, Morrison. like the, the writer? Yeah, like the writer character. Oh, no way. Yeah, the self-insert. Grant what the Mor- hell? Grant Morrison asked uh, Ostrander to put them in the comic book so that way uh, their character could be killed off because uh, they didn't want anyone else using the character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think I heard... And Ostrander was like, I got you, I'll kill him off. <laughs> I, th- I think I heard that story. Like, uh, well, I forgot about that. That's hilarious. Right, so there's, there's a, a panel of uh, Grant Morrison just typing away on uh, the, the keyboard. And when they get to the final panel, it's like, the end. Wait, the end? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing yeah so uh we'll get to that suicide squad movie i do think that's gonna that's gonna be good i like the, the whole cast of that and then james gunn is a much more trustworthy director than uh david ayers so, definitely am uh we'll get there when we get there but next week is some loki time oh yes goodbye <laughs> <laughs>